Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do.、It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, and welcome back to That's What People Do. As you know, or maybe you don't. We record four, in this case five, episodes a month, and then we release them weekly. For you, it's weekly. For us, it's monthly. This is our last one of the day. We've actually blasted through them today. I think it's taken us about four hours yeah, we've done to get、well. to this point. So, we've done an hour per episode,、mm. just eating a lot of sweets. Oh, we've eaten so many sweets. I'm on a bit, got, of a bit of a sugar hype. We've got a lot of drumstick squishies.、Mm. So, last week we did Michelle Carter, a bit of a different episode. We had a good old, good old debate and a chat about it. Still confused. We'll always be confused. What a crazy world we live in. Yeah.、Uh, this week we've gone back to a more kind of linear episode, what we、uh, normally do. So this week we are focusing on the man himself, William Shakespeare. To be or, or not, not to be. be. Now, obviously, Shakespeare is, let's be honest, the most famous playwright to ever have walked the earth. Or is he? Because Shakespeare's not real. It was like a collection of five other earls, and Shakespeare was not a real fucking person. Well, there we go.、That's、It's a conspiracy theory.、One. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, William Shakespeare was born on the 23rd of April, 1564. Yep, we've gone back. Wow. That's a long time. So, John Shakespeare, his father, married Mary Arden, and together they had eight children. Uh, John and Mary, the, his mum and dad, lost two daughters as infants, so William became their oldest child.、Mm. That's sad.、Mm. He was born in Stratford upon Avon. Which、know. is not too far from here, where we are no, right now. That's where I went to college. Nice little town.、Mm. Uh, his dad worked as a glove maker, but he also became an important figure in the town of Stratford by fulfilling like,、uh, civic positions. His elevated status meant that he was more likely to have sent his children, including Shakespeare. To the local grammar school, which still exists now.、People、yeah, I've seen it. it, yeah. Proper little posh boy school now. Like, you know the, you know the sort of people.、Mm. Yeah, we used to have good old feuds with them. <laughs> so, William Shakespeare, around the time. Now, a lot of William Shakespeare's history is based on he might have done this, he might have done this. There's not much record on what he did apart from just the, his repertoire of plays, sonnets, poems, etc. So, he would have lived with his family in their house until he turned around 18. And when he was 18, he married Anne Hathaway. Not that Anne Hathaway, another Anne Hathaway. <laughs> he was 26.、Mm, he's got himself an older woman. Damn. Yeah. Now, it was a rush marriage because Anne was already pregnant at the time of the ceremony. 
Oh. Tut, tut, so tut. we think that, you know, he's gone, oh shit, will you marry me? Yeah, otherwise they'll have a bastard. We don't want that. Together, they had three children. Their first daughter, Susanna, was born six months after the wedding, tut, 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 and was Ooh. later followed by twins, Hamnet and Judith. That's a bit on the nose, isn't it? Hamnet, Hamnet. Hamnet died when he was 11 years old. Oh, bless Which him. I think was probably quite frequent in those days. Healthcare oh, yeah. was yeah, not yeah. good. Sanitary was not good at all. Yeah, mortality rate for kids was like high. Now, there were seven years of like Shakespeare's life where basically no records exist. Like, I don't know what happened. Uh, after the birth of his twins in 1585, scholars call this period the Lost Years, and there's like loads of wide speculation on what he was doing. One theory is that he might have gone into hiding for poaching game from the local landlord. Another possibility is that he was working as an assistant schoolmaster. Hmm. It's just, who fucking knows what he was doing? He was about. It's generally believed he arrived in London in the mid to late 1580s and may have found work as a horse attendant at some of London's finest theatres. So essentially, he's done what many young actors do, because he was an actor. He thought, I need to get out of my hometown, go to London and get a front of house job. Yeah, but I bet it was cheaper to live in London then. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) But I I literally, I'm the same. I'm an actor who moved to London and after a little bit of hoo-ha, got a front of house job. And yet I'm still not Shakespeare. (laughs) One day. By the early 1590s, documents show Shakespeare was a managing partner in the Lord Chamberlain's Men, which was an acting company, Mm -hmm. uh, which he was connected to for most of his career. And it was considered the most important troupe of its time. The company changed its name to the King's Men, following the crowning of King James I in 1603. Smart. They were really popular, and this is when Shakespeare started having his work published. Because so, um, I've uh, seen that Shakespeare gets classed as both Elizabethan and Jacobean. Yeah, he was kind of crossover. Yeah, because yeah, because he was crossover, um, and apparently, uh, Queen Elizabeth was not a fan. No, she really of wasn't. him. But uh, King James the first was, yeah. and he was someone who commissioned, uh, allowed and commissioned a lot of his work to be done, which yeah. is why he became so popular. He, he, yeah, a lot of his work was commissioned. I think like the witches uh, at the start of Macbeth. I think King James was really interested in like mythical so, things and stuff like that. So uh, King James uh, obviously had the Bible translated into English. Yeah, he also wrote a book himself about demonology. Right, so he was interested in the occult stuff. He was so heavily into demonology. He was into witches, fairies, everything. He was like a full-on, you know, he's the kind of guy who would sit on YouTube and just watch, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, um, videos about UFOs. We've he all would, been there. He would do that. Yeah. He loved all that sort of stuff. So when Shakespeare comes out and he's got like fairies and you know all that sort of stuff in his in yeah. his plays. James is like, what the fuck? This is wet Who dream. fucks this guy? This is amazing. It's well good. Yeah. It's like, what? Is Barry, it, is it, he's putting tricks on people. It's wow. the equivalent of like a juicy Netflix series coming out now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. He's like, you, you got, yeah, Shakespeare's basically, Shakespeare's company's Netflix. Yeah. And then like, I don't know, King James is just like, here's a load of money, Netflix, make something. Yeah. Make something I want. Which they did. I mean, Shakespeare's work has a lot of witches and fairies and... Uh, yeah, monsters. Um, Maybe and, that's why there's a uh, magic in his work because his early work was mainly like historical, historical plays and, then and it stuff changed. like that. And then it got more fantasy, didn't it? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. By 1599, Shakespeare and his business partners built their own theatre on the south bank of the Thames River, which was called 
the Globe Theatre. Of course it is. Still there now, however, it's in a different place where yes. it originally was. Yeah. Because it burnt down. Yeah. Do you know how? No. Um, so to make thunder noises, you would have a cannon up in the top, uh, in the thatched roof. Yeah. There was a cannon up there, and there would be a man who would, uh, you know, listen out for the cue, and when ready, bang, make the massive bang, right? Uh, fire, actually fire the cannon with nothing in it, of course, yeah. but fire the cannon. Obviously, some fire would come out, of course. Uh, apparently, he was up there and was very drunk and wasn't paying attention very well <sighs> and set the cannon off and set the thatched roof on fire and oh that's dear. what burnt it down. And also, uh, coincidentally, uh, the Globe Theatre is the only thatched roofed uh, building in London. Right now? Right now. It's the only one that is thatch roofed and it's allowed to be thatched as well. No yeah. other building in London is allowed to have thatch roof because of fire hazards, but the, the Globe Theatre is the only one that is allowed uh, precedent to do that. You know, I've never seen a show at the Globe. It's very, very good. Very good. It's, 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 um, the difference is w- uh, there's reading Shakespeare at school, which is boring as shit. <coughs> there's watching a Shakespeare play, which is somewhat interesting as mm. well. And then there's seeing it at the Globe Theatre and it's, you'd then realise why it works. Because it's it's not just a show, it's a fucking event. It's I, amazing. I've always been spoiled, though. The reason I've never been to the Globe is because I live down the road from Stratford, upon oh, yeah. Avon, which yeah. where the RSC is. Oh, so. so you're seeing the proper shows. So I've got, like, there's two theatres there back-to-back, and that's just where I'm going. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I was at college, I used to get free tickets. RSC is brilliant. The RSC is sick. It's comfy seats as well. Like, I like Shakespeare, but fuck standing. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not doing that. My my back would go, and I'll lose interest. Yeah, we saw Henry V and Richard II there. <sighs> very very good shows. Henry V is great. Richard II's a fucking heavy one. I we'll talk about later our favourite ones, but my favourite uh, Shakespeare plays Richard II. Is it? Yeah, I saw Richard II with David Tennant. Yeah, that's one I saw as well. Yeah, yeah. I thought. I don't. Maybe we'll disagree. I thought it was bang average. Uh, yes, I think it was. Uh, but I'd also seen the BBC's version of The Hollow Crown with Ben yeah, Whishaw yeah. playing him. Ben Whishaw is amazing. David Tennant, I thought, once you get over the first, oh my God, it's David Tennant. Eventually I was like, oh yeah, you're, you're okay. Yeah. Like, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was, oh, this is a massive fucking... Tangent. Tangent, but uh, have you seen Good Omens? Uh, no, I haven't, but I've seen the trailer already. He's I don't want to watch fantastic it. fantastic in that. Really? He's fantastic. I saw the trailer and was like, uh, do you know what? No. But it's supposed to be high. Michael Sheen as well is just amazing. Okay, maybe he I'll is, give it a go. He, it's it's a really good series. I I would recommend to all. That's kind of Shakespearean, sort of. I don't know why. Um, maybe no, it's not at all. Anyway, in 1605, Shakespeare purchased leases of real estate in Stratford for 440 pounds, which doubled in value and earned him 60 pounds a year. Fantastic. This made him an entrepreneur as well as an artist. And scholars believe this investment meant that he could like write his plays and mm. not have to work that's good that's a, that's what we all want <laughs> yeah so he could just wake up every morning and go i'm gonna write today yeah which is all writers do and then they do nothing <laughs> except for think about the next thing they're gonna write yeah and just yeah oh to be a writer mm. with the exception of the tragic love story romeo and juliet shakespeare's first plays were mostly histories now for me i think i prefer his histories really yeah was that no, no. I just, I just enjoy watching them more. Apart from Titus Andronicus, oh, which really? is sick, yeah. Ty- like the best Shakespeare show for sure. Because it's just, it's like, it's essentially what would happen if Quentin Tarantino had a time machine, went back and was like Shakespeare. Like, can you write something for me? 
That's a very good description of Titus Andronicus. Yeah. That's a very good way of describing it. It just ends it. in a fucking bloodbath. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't care about spoilers because it's fucking Shakespeare. It's like, 600 years ago. Someone, like, a girl gets raped and gets her hands and tongue cut out. Her fucking... The people that raped her get fucking their throats slit and put in a pie and fed to their mother. Damn. It's just... It's so cool. Absolutely. And then everyone just fucking kills each other. And there's like one person left. It's mad. Same happens to Hamlet, to be fair. Everyone fucking dies. Everyone dies. Yeah. So at least we figured out your favourite play is Titus Andronicus. Yeah, my favourite play is Richard II. Apart from I saw, I saw a recent... The most recent Titus I saw a few years back at the IRC, which was really bad. No, I lie. It wasn't really bad. It was just they modernised it a lot. Well, I'm all for modernising Shakespeare. But they like made it so modern political and like, I was just like please stop and where I saw a few years previously it done classically mm. and it was so much better like everyone dressed in like proper Roman gear and I'm for I'm for um, modernising so Shakespeare I, I, love it. I, I just don't like modernising Romeo and Juliet the only thing oh, the only thing that's it. it's just been done to death and I tell you what you know Baz Luhrmann's uh, Romeo and Juliet it's very very good. One with Leonardo DiCaprio in it. I like that. I think it's quite nice. I enjoy watching it. It's a it's an entertaining piece oh, to I think watch. Skull killed that for me. But um, yeah, Romeo and Juliet is fucking done to death in it. Man. Romeo and Juliet is dead, which is why they say as an actor never do fucking Romeo and Juliet in a fucking audition unless you are sensational. Yeah. Because you'll be forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet needs to stop now. Although I'm a big fan of Othello. Othello is a great play. I, I saw really that enjoy well. that. I saw Othello, but. The character, the actor playing Iago was black, which put a whole fucking spin on it. Because mm. Iago is supposed to be a white guy who's angry that a black man is higher in power as him. Yeah. Whereas when it was a black man, it was just pure jealousy. Interesting. It was oh, sensational. Sensational. Interesting. I've played Iago. He's a great Have you? He's a fucking great player, character. man. I you like can him. really get into Iago. Um, where was I? Shakespeare also wrote several comedies during his early period, like mm. Midsummer Night's Dream, Merchant of Venice, Much Do About Nothing, As You Like It, Twelfth Night. Twelfth Night's jokes. Yeah. Twelfth Night's a very funny play. It is. Merchant of Venice, I don't care for. Or Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, it's one of them that... That's the first Shakespeare play that most people get introduced to. Yeah. Because it's so easy to grasp. Yeah. I've, done it, I've done it twice, and I've played uh, Lysander and Oberon. See, I've only done it once when I was Lysander. Mm. Which I didn't like. I was like, yeah, cool, one of the leads. But it's Lovers such a beige are so fucking role. Oh, I'm so glad you agree. Lovers are so boring <laughs> to play. You get to the end and you're just like, I didn't fucking do anything. Yeah, which is why uh, the second time I got to play, I was Oberon. And yeah, I was like, this, is, this is great. Bottom is probably the best character in that. Bottom's very good. Puck, even Puck. There's so many good characters in that show. And the four lovers are just dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Demetrius is annoying. Oh. Even Helena can really actually get quite frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. She's quite jarring. Who's mm. the other one? Helena and uh, Hermia. Hermia. Yeah. Yeah, Helena's the jarring one. Mm-hmm. Helena's one that goes mental all the time. Yeah. Hermia's just like, oh, sorry. So, did you want me? Oh, it's... Shut up. Yeah, we've all done Midsummer Night's Dream. We've all done Romeo and Juliet, haven't we? I think we've all done Macbeth as well. Mm. Other plays written before 1600 include Titus, represent, Comedy of Errors, Two Gentlemen of Verona, Taming of the Shrew, Love's Labour's Lost, King John, Mary Wise of Windsor and Henry V. Henry V is a bad boy play. It is really good. Such a like the um St. Crispin's Day speech. Yeah. Is fantastic. 
what a rousing speech. Even if I was just at a football game, or whatever, and someone just stood up and did that, I'd be like, "Fucking, hell, I'm backing you." Yeah. But what a mad speech. <laughs> That'd be great. That's what we should probably have instead of a national anthem now. Yeah, just Shakespeare, <laughs> Henry V. Yeah. It is a what is it? I can't. I'm not even going to try. I can't remember it. I did it once at uni, and I just loved it. And then there's the uh, Saint, uh, the uh, fill up the wall with our English dead speech. Mm. Have you seen the Hollow Crown? No. The BBC did adaptations of Henry V. With Tom Hiddleston, wasn't it? Tom Hiddleston mm. and Jeremy Irons plays father. Yeah. So we got uh, Henry the Fourth. Yeah. Henry the Fifth, and then we had Richard the Second. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's I do need so, to watch it. So good. You got Jeremy Irons, Tom Hiddleston, and Ben Whishaw. Yeah. It's amazing. Fantastic. Definitely check it out. It was in Shakespeare's later period, after 1600, that he wrote the tragedies such as Hamlet, Othello, King Lear, and Macbeth probably his four fucking big ones outside of like Romeo and Juliet and Midsummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Hamlet one's interesting, obviously, uh, as James said earlier, um, his son was named Hamnet. Hamlet. I think he, I think he probably based it off of him. Yeah, we think that. Yeah, there's, there, there's a, there is a theory that, yeah, Hamlet was named after his son. Because Hamlet was a fictional character. Yes. Yeah, the Prince of Denmark. Yeah. To be or not to be. That is the question. It is. It is. It's a very good moral story, you know, question in your own life. It links into the uh, <laughs> Michelle Carter case, isn't it? Oh, it does. It does, <laughs> it does link into last week's as well, doesn't it? This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Um, about 150 years after the man's death, Questions arose about the authorship of his plays. This is where like the uh, conspiracies get involved. Mm. Did Shakespeare write it? Was Shakespeare a pseudonym for even the fucking Queen? <laughs> like that—that that is one of the most far-fetched. Yeah. But then people were saying like Shakespeare was a pseudonym for a lot of other big-name playwrights to come together. So like you've got Christopher Marlowe, Edward Devere, right. Francis Bacon. Christopher Marlowe probably the big one there. He was the big boy. At he the wrote time. Edward too. Which was a sick play. Yeah. He gets fucking poked in the arse with her. If you ever get asked to do a Jacobean audition piece, don't do Shakespeare. No. <laughs> do Marlowe. Because yeah, they I, won't expect it. I Everyone in, expects to do Shakespeare. Yeah, they won't. I was in Edward II and it is fucking... Uh, his Edward III at the end of that show has such a great monologue. Mm. So if you are an actor and you need a monologue, look it up. 
This should just be acting tips from James and Raj. Isn't it? <laughs> I was going to point out that I I don't work as an actor anymore, so I'm probably not that helpful. I try to, but it doesn't really go very well. I was in a film recently that was nice. Do you want to plug it or no? Uh, yeah, it's called All That You Love Will Be Carried Away. It's a Stephen King film. Uh, it's going to be watched by Stephen King. It's going to be in film festivals. It's being submitted for Sundance. So very we'll good. See. Very good. Well done. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. Over the centuries, several groups have emerged that like question the author, sh- like who wrote Shakespeare's plays, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, the thing is, Shakespeare definitely didn't write every single word of his plays. No, he definitely. He, he he was essentially the artistic director of a company, mm-hmm. and that would mean like his associates would have had inputs to his work. Yeah. Or like as anyone devising a piece would be, he would be the arbiter that would compile it. But to think that this one man did all this himself is nonsense. He didn't. You could almost imagine that what essentially what he's done is he's come in with a draft and said, look, this is my idea. This is how it's going to go. This is how it's going to end. Uh, what do you think? And all the lads have gone, love it. Get rid of that bit. All right, cool, cool, cool. Anything else? Anything else? And they're like, oh, do you know what? what if we added like this? And he's like, brilliant. Love it. Yeah. Let's draw it down. And then you work it as a company, you know, and as a team, you, d- you develop this play and then you put it on. You know, that's, I think, yeah, you're right. I think that's what it is. It's a collaboration between his company. Yeah, for you sure. Know, majority of it is him, of yeah. course. He's he's the man with the ideas and whatever, or he's like been he, given he, the ideas the and he's written them. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the words man. He's the writing. And it if all he down. didn't have a word for something, he could just fucking make one up. But if, <laughs> if I do that, suddenly it's an issue. Yeah, I used one in the um, uh, Boudicca episode, unequivocal. Did you? Un- uh, unequivocate is a, is a, I believe, I believe to be a Shakespeare word that he invented. And you came up with bisanthrum. That's your word. I also did come up with bisanthrum, which is my own word trademarked. No one else can use it. <laughs> Although you are allowed to get it tattooed on yourself. If you do want to get bisanthrum tattooed on yourself, somewhere on your body, take a picture of it, tag us in it on Twitter or something at that's what uh, that's WPD, and I will pay you fifty pounds. I might do it myself just to get fifty pounds. I will pay. Fi- I will pay anyone fifty pounds. <laughs> Who gets bisanthrum tattooed on them? The first Let's person, do it first person to tattoo house. bisanthrum on themselves and takes a picture of it to prove it, genuine tattoo. I will pay fifty pounds for. Tempted. I need money. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got any money to give away right now, so I've got to find fifty pounds. But Shakespeare, whatever you think, like the the conspiracy, whatever. Shakespeare was a man who completely changed the world of theatre, and his work is still completely relevant today i put here that maybe it's a reference that'll go over a lot of people's heads he was the johan cruyff of theater excellent very good he he came in and just changed the fucking game he was like this is how we have been doing it what if we do it like this and now everyone's suddenly like that's how you do it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. can i just quickly go back to the conspiracy one as well Mm -hmm. do you know one of the big reasons i think what it is the conspiracy that oh you didn't fucking write it he didn't write it do you know what it is it's anti-poverty really yeah man what i mean by that is like He's, a, he's, he's essentially a poor boy come from nothing who's yeah. made something out of nothing right yeah. people who are like rich or whatever who have come from you know lordships or like Marlowe and that they had proper upbringings and right exactly yeah. good upbringing good fucking stock Education's they've come from good yeah. education and they're like how the fuck can some jackass like him fucking write something like that that's ridiculous you know yeah. no because this guy's lived the life he's got a fucking good imagination on him he knows how to write he's good at it that's what it is it's just yeah. like they can't understand how someone who's come from such a a terrible upbringing so like don't fucking touch him can write so, such brilliant stuff anyway back to where you were uh, Johan Cruyffin yeah however school kids everywhere hate him but oh, let's be honest yeah. we all just sitting there in school being like everyone get out Macbeth turn to page 204 yeah. Oh, a uh, little side note before, before we go there. Did you know? You may know this. It may come up. I may be jumping the button. Anyway, uh, 
Shakespeare's plays always ended with a song. Every single one. Every single one, including the the um, the tragedies, more so the tragedies, because um, what you didn't want anyone to do was leave your theatre <sighs> down. Yeah, okay. You wanted everyone to leave going, wow, what an amazing show! That was yeah. fantastic. What an event, right? So after every single show at the Globe. Um, there would be a big song and dance with the cast and then all on stage to get everyone to join in about oh it's all singing and dancing like drinking all that sort of stuff and that's how the show ended right Mad. so you've got Romeo and Juliet fucking laying there dead or whatever and, and it was like I love you baby <laughs> it was all that like it was great and then you'd leave going oh fucking hell she killed herself after that bloody and he killed it oh wow that and the song mate that was brilliant and you got everyone really hump, pump, uh, pumped up and hyped to maybe even go to another one. How would you do that for like Hamlet and Titus? Where you just finish no the song. One alive? You just finish the song and then you bow, 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 do your little dance. Obviously, obviously they, they came out as the actors dancing, you know, as the characters being like, <laughs> Hamlet just like, fucking, I don't know, Michael Jackson zombie gets up, starts dancing. No, it doesn't have that happen. <laughs> anyway, kids around the world hate him. And I'll tell yeah. you for why. Because schools don't teach it right. No, you're they not, don't. You're, you're not, not supposed to sit behind a desk and read it. Shakespeare is not designed. It sounds weird. Shakespeare is not designed to be read. Shakespeare is, not, is written to be performed. It is written to be performed. Get up on the stage. Get up on your feet. Move all the tables to one side, kids. If you're listening now, move the tables to one side. Get on your feet. Start reading it out loud. Because yeah. I could sit here and read Shakespeare to you and you'd want to fucking gouge your eyeballs out. Do However, you bite your thumb at me, sir? <laughs> yes, I bite my thumb at you, sir. Get in. Like, it's a fight, man. Get yeah. in it. Yeah, the schools, the curriculum kills Shakespeare, and it's a shame. Yeah, yeah, I hated, so I absolutely hated Shakespeare uh, as a kid, right? When I was reading it in English class, hated it. Couldn't yeah. get it, didn't understand it, couldn't read it, right? And then drama, you know, college, they were like, oh, I'm starting Shakespeare. And you start reading it, you start getting on your feet, and they're like, right, what does this mean? And you're like, I don't know, what's he going on about? And they go, no, this, break it down. Look what's happening here. Yeah, Get read dictionary. Yeah. This is what's happening. You go, wow, that's what's happening. And you start getting into it more. Now, I adore it. I love it. I love mm. Shakespeare. I think it's fantastic. You do see some, though, that are a bit like, oh. Uh, definitely. There's some that are just a bit like, oh, oh Has Christ. to be done right. I'm not a big fan of uh, Tempest. Are you not? Nah. Because they did that recently with um, all the, like, the mapping and the, the high-tech shit. Did no. you see that? No. It was like the scenery was all oh, like... Oh, the um, RSC? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see that. That looked they're, insane. They're really sort of going in, in on the tech stuff that looked That looked really insane. Yeah, not a big fan of Tempest, not a big fan of King Lear. I've never seen King Lear. It's a bit boring, in my opinion. Okay. Um, Shakespeare died on his 52nd birthday, April 23rd, 1616. Some yeah, actually died on his birthday, yeah. Some people cool. doubt that, because again, records. The exact cause of his death, unknown... Many believe he died following a brief illness. So there's not much about the personal life of the man. However, there is so much fucking work of his. Mm. And the, the people still say there's folios that are lost that we'd never yeah. find. Yeah. Which is a shame. But I think we have enough. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Because obviously, not only do you have his plays, you've got his sonnets. Yeah. And I think the, the reason why he's so popular today is because his words still ring true and you can still apply them to today's events which i think is the genius of the man yeah uh, a lot of people um overused probably overused the word saying it's timeless mm. um but you know if, if the reason the, there's a reason why romeo and juliet is still taught in schools even yeah. today you know uh was it over 600 years after his death kind of thing yeah. and it's because you know uh, a boy from one family falls in love with a girl from the family that his family hate yeah you can apply that to anything you can literally apply that anywhere which is why it's done to death with yeah. gangs 
Yeah. You know, always, always done with gangs. You know, do you bite your thumb, you sir? Yes, I bite my thumb, Such a fun. That's such a fun scene. <laughs> so I've got um three questions here just to test your knowledge. They're quite easy ones. All right then. What was the king's name that Macbeth killed? Duncan. Yes, well done. Finish this quote. Alas, poor. Uh, 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 alas, poor. Um, He's holding a skull. Oh Christ! Yeah, I know it's from Hamlet. Um, oh my God! Give me the first uh, letter. Why? Uh, Yorick. Yeah, there you go. Yes, I knew him well. Third alas, one. poor Yorick. I knew him well. That's right. Who is Mercutio? Uh, Mercutio is the best friend of Romeo. Yeah. And uh, and and uh, there was uh, the whole plague on Montagues. And yes, he he was. He is killed, is stabbed in a fight with Capulets. Tybalt. But yeah, by Tybalt. And uh, whilst dying, uh, says a plague on both your houses. And then obviously... That's fucking awesome. Romeo and Juliet die. Yeah, it's such a cool bit. You know which characters Shakespeare liked as he was writing them. Because when they died, he'd give them a monologue. Yeah. If you didn't like a character, they'd just die. That's fair. That's Whereas fair. his cool characters get a monologue as they die. And Mercutio was a fucking badass. Yeah. Did you have like a favourite part from um, Titus Andronicus? It's all just sensation. It's just, just the whole thing. It's it's just fucking balls to the wall from minute one. Mm-hmm. Like they, they get they get they they get back from war. They've captured like a a queen, and then the queen marries the emperor. But the emperor is a bit of a dick. It could have been him and his Kim or his brother, and it went to the wrong one, and then. The queen's sons rape Titus's daughter mm. and like pull out a fucking tongue and rip her hands off so she can't tell anyone. That's so bad. And then That's he so writes, brutal. and then she writes it in the sand with a stick with her fucking stubs. Oh god! And then fucking Titus Mercy kills her. Yeah. Fucking uh, then Aaron's involved at some points as well. A black man just fucking stirring the pot. Yeah. Because he's having an affair, and then Titus just kills fucking Chiron and Demetrius, puts him in a pie, feeds him to his mom after cutting off his own hand and sending it to the fucking emperor. It's just like, what? Mm. Some almost unbelievable, isn't it? All that stuff's in there. The the one I went to watch recently, that had to stop it a few times, not in my showing, but in other showings, because people passed out. There was really? that much blood. Wow. There was one point where Karin and Demetrius are literally hanging upside down. You know, their throats get slit and the blood's just pouring onto the stage. Mm. And like the, when Lavinia gets her fucking hands cut off, it's so graphic. I saw Coriolanus at the RSC. That's a bloody play. Tom Hiddleston gets gutted live on stage. Yeah. It was fantastic. You just see him hung upside down and then all his guts just fall on the floor. It's yeah. fantastic. It's such a good scene. Shakespeare, so well done. Shakespeare, as much as his plays can be boring, was a bit of a genius. Yeah. They're, they are, they can be riveting as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we've done a half an hour episode on William Shakespeare. Yeah. No, I mean, to be fair, we could talk on it more. Yeah. We, we could. We could just discuss each play in depth. We could recite sonnets. We could. Tell you what, that might be something in the future we might do. If you want to hear <laughs> us recite Shakespeare's sonnets, you can do that. But it's going to cost you a little bit of money to do so. <laughs> Shall I donate to a summer's day? Donate a pound and we'll read you a sonnet for a quid. And I'll read it as if reading it to a lover. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're doing. Shall I compare thee? <laughs> Nay. Well, that was more temperate. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, and then if you donate, I don't know, say £3, I'll read you a monologue, a Shakespeare monologue. In costume? Uh, oh, we're going to record it. I don't know, it'd be funny. Uh, maybe maybe £3 the audio, maybe like 
Three pound for the audio, five pound for a video <laughs> of me in a terrible costume <laughs> saying, "Let's talk of graves, of worms, and cenotaphs." <laughs> um, this is what we've become. We're just whoring ourselves up. Yes, yes, we are. We want to do this full time. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so yeah, let us know if you want to donate to us and watch us fucking perform monologues. Until then, we'll hold fire. Mm. Uh, well, that was great. I I always enjoy a chat about Shakespeare. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it, everyone listening. Uh, I always forget that we have people listening. Because <laughs> yeah, we're just talking to ourselves then... in this room, and I forget that there are people who listen to Then I'll just to put this. it onto a website and just forget about it. Because I'm like, oh, I enjoyed that. And then I'm like, oh, I hope James, I hope you enjoyed that. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I hope everyone who listened to it enjoyed it as well, probably then. And I always forget that afterwards. So yeah, I hope you did enjoy it. This is our fifth episode recording today, so who's coming next week? We don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find That'll out. That'll be next month. <laughs> mid-November. Yeah, I do have plans about who I want to do, and since we'll be going into December, they will be Christmas themed. Oh, that's a really good idea. They will be Christmas themed. I have something to think about then. Yeah. All right then. All right. Uh, I'm gonna do Jesus. I'm not gonna do Jesus. I will. You're gonna do King Herod as the bad person. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, as always. like I say, as always, at the end of these episodes, uh, hit us on the social media. Follow us at That's What People Do podcast on Instagram. You can follow us at That's What People Do on Facebook, Twitter at That's WPD, and just drop us an email if you do want to chat to us at That's What People Do at gmail.com. And uh, like I say, we will always reply to you, uh, sometimes nicely. All right. <laughs> so yeah, do hit us up. Do give a contact with us, man. We, we look forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you very much for listening. See you next week. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.